0: Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a Socialist Talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Mondrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade,
1: what's going on? That's right. Now former federal agent. I've left the State Department, uh, no longer working with the Bureau of Consular Affairs for the uh, National Passport Information Center. I'm not going to be helping out folks uh, with their passport applications anymore. Um, Upwards and onwards, though, this was a it's kind of bittersweet. I've never left a job I liked before, um, but I figured, you know, when, when you want to make a good, way to make a good life change, is when you're doing successful, you know, not like oh this isn't really working out. Like when you're doing well, and you feel confident about the work you're doing, everything that that that's the time to move on to bigger things. And I think that's kind of where I have been uh, going the last couple of years. And so yeah, we'll see what comes now. Uh, I, I'll miss it. I definitely want to get another civil service job. I, I kind of like the idea of having security clearance and, you know, all that that brings with it, great responsibility and all that. But, um, yeah, it should be fun. We'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I guess we should just get into the news uh, yeah. for the week. We got yeah, a, this we got a, a rich,
1: rich news week this, uh, this time. No more slow news yeah. week. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so uh, obviously, you know, the trump administration is trying to uh get us into another war with uh a massive power in the middle east but let's uh before we get to that let's talk about uh bernie's speech uh the other day What was it yesterday yeah
1: yeah it was just yesterday
0: feels like it was longer but yeah no it was just yesterday um yeah so uh bernie sanders gave a uh I would say a a landmark speech, Uh, maybe the best speech I've ever heard him give, uh, you know, as a stump speech uh, yesterday. Um, It seemed like to a room full of supporters. I'm not really sure how that was set up or, or, you know, where that was necessarily. Um, But uh, he gave a speech uh, for people that haven't seen it, you know, pause this and go listen to it. I know it's like an hour long, but it's, it's, truly i think one of the best speeches he's ever given if not the best because he uh fully embraces socialism as the incredibly popular uh system changing uh ideology that it is and that it's been for the united states in the past and he's not shying away at all from the label unlike everyone else in the race he understands that uh the the bogeyman of ooze, you know, you're gonna socialize uh, you know, your medicine. So he understands that people uh nowadays, especially younger people, uh don't give a fuck about that and actually prefer socialism to capitalism. Uh I I think I even saw a study the other day where it said fifty five percent of women prefer
1: socialism to capitalism. Yeah. Like not yeah. even like and a, then, a major then, range. Uh, uh the republic or uh the Federalist yeah it was the Federalist I think had a had an uh-huh. op and it said, uh, 55% of women uh, support so- socialism. Here's why they're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> just come right out with the mansplaining right off the bat. Yeah, just right. like, ladies, let's, <clears throat> you know. And then there was, yeah, there was some some response to it or somebody else, some woman uh, was like, you know, I know that socialism is bad. And then, like in her Twitter bio, she's like, you know, opinions are my father's because I'm a conservative woman. Wink. And I was like, you <laughs> <laughs> just fucking step on wiping your way through life. Um, you know, clearly like, you know, it's the, the yeah. things that, you know, the people are like, well, what social socialism going to do for women? Like, oh, I don't know. Do women, do women have jobs? Do women have to go to the doctor? Do women go to school? Do women need healthcare. What, yeah. the, what the fuck do you, you know, <laughs> what do you, My what God. do you think
0: these things are for? Do women li- live in the same climate that we live in because yeah no it, it, it's fucking preposterous but that's I but you know the people that actually say that have a very male-centric view of the world anyway you know they they still Without think of doubt, like well yeah. the you know it, that's that's where that comes from but you know fuck those people um and and really honestly that's what Bernie Sanders said is like you know fuck those people who keep telling me to and I even saw a lot I I, I truly don't understand this but I saw a lot of Uh, Even like, you know, uh, Rose Twitter, emoji, Rose Twitter avatar people being like, oh, this is really not good strategy and he shouldn't embrace this label and it's meaningless and all this shit. And I'm like,
1: yeah, a lot of older Bernie supporters. There was one who just who was like, well, look, you know, uh, it's I totally support him, but I just don't want him to call it that because we've all been been told that it's bad and we're scared. It's like, yeah, you were told that by a bunch of fucking right wingers that don't even want to have libraries. Like, that's too socialist for them, right? So why are you letting those people dictate the terms of this discussion, right? You don't do that. You don't let them control the debate the way that, you know, Democrats have so often let them, right? And, and that's what Bernie's doing. Yeah. He is dictating the terms, and the Democrats are just so used to not doing that, they're like, ha that won't work. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like, just look at all these different policies that have – Seventy to eighty percent of support amongst the general public, not just Democrats, and they are all, you know, very socialist-leaning policies. It's, it's, you know, not owning the means of production quite, but it's certainly revolutionary for how far right we've come in this country.
0: Yeah, yeah, And I mean, I think that just speaks to a general, uh, and, and this is not again because I, they I, I get to, baby boomers get super mad when I generalize about about their generation, but as a whole and i'm i know there are exceptions to this so save your comments people this is why the right was able to get away with this shit for so long because everyone just bought into their bullshit framing of of all of these issues and and you know and bernie uh did a great job of highlighting that in the speech he's like you know what and he quoted a lot of uh ex-presidents he quoted truman he quoted jfk quoted fdr saying you know look these reactionary right-wing jackoffs—he didn't say that, but <laughs> more or less—will uh, call any advance in society socialism. They'll, they'll, they'll any any anyone who's trying to make society marginally better will be called a socialist and and be dismissed as like a radical yeah.
1: lunatic. They it, so call like, Obamacare socialist when Obamacare was basically Romney Care was the biggest gift to the private health insurance fucking heritage
0: foundation yeah.
1: yeah so if they're going to call you that no matter what you might as well fucking call yourself socialist and do actual socialism do a Bernie. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: might as well earn that uh moniker so yeah uh, essentially bernie in the speech laid out uh his vision for america which is a an economic bill of rights and it's something that fdr talked about almost 75 years ago, and it's amazing that we still haven't gotten these things. Um, but Bernie laid out his plan for a new New Deal, essentially. He didn't call it that, but that's, that's what it is. And, yeah, I actually have an excerpt of Bernie's speech that I thought was particularly good, and then
2: we'll, we'll talk a little more about it afterwards. Freedom is an often used word. But it is time that we took a hard look at what that word actually means. Ask yourself, what does it really mean to be free? Are you truly free if you are unable to go to a doctor when you are sick or face financial bankruptcy when you leave the hospital? Are you truly free if you cannot afford the prescription drugs you need in order to stay alive? Are you truly free when you spend half of your limited income on housing, and are forced to borrow money from a payday lender at 200% interest rates. Are you truly free if you are 70 years old and forced to work because you lack a pension or enough money to retire? Are you truly free if you are unable to go to a college or a trade school because your family lacks the income? Are you truly free if you are forced to work 60 or 80 hours a week because you cannot find a job that pays you a living wage? Are you truly free if you are a mother with a newborn baby, but you are forced to go back to work immediately after the birth of that child because you lack paid family leave? Are you truly free if you are a small business owner or a family farmer who is driven out of business by the monopolistic practices of big business? Are you truly free if you are a veteran who has put his or her life on the line to defend this country and tonight will be sleeping out on the streets?
0: So, you know, he really makes the case for that he puts to rest this, this nonsense notion of uh, you know, uh, economics or all all the shit they smear him with, you know, well, oh, it's a white working class issue that Bernie focuses on that, you know, the, these economic policies over. So it's just fucking bullshit. And, and I, I really liked the different ways that he highlighted it there, but. Um, oh, it's
1: great. Yeah. Just as he's going through them all, I'm just imagining other things he could say, you know, like, are you truly free if you have to purchase tickets for Fugazi from Ticketmaster? Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. Um, No, it's great. And of course, people don't think about those things in those terms. So he he's kind of rewriting the script a little bit. But but yeah, there there was there was one fucking uh, right winger that responded on Twitter. And the response was, well, but he's talking about collective ownership uh, of these things, not not individual ownership of these things. And I I was just like, if you go to the library, check out a book, are you checking out your book or everyone's book? (laughs) <laughs> when you drive down the street, are you driving down your street or Society Street? Like you're, you're so close to getting the fucking point that it, you know it, it, that yeah. that that fucking Facebook group conservatives running face first into the point and still missing it. <laughs> the whole the whole idea that you collectively own like the fucking Grand Canyon, who owns it? You you do, and I do. Everyone does. That's what collective ownership means. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they, uh, they just can't
0: get their heads around this concept you know it it, like they don't understand that it's just it's just infuriating even talking to these people like they just can't
1: yeah yeah but that's just that's that's the, the the marketing of capitalism that we have in this country where everything is for uh the greater good of you and fuck the kid down the street i don't care if that kid knows how to read good right and we've been told that for so long uh, that you know, other countries have used that in their propaganda against us, saying how just like blatantly uh, self entitled and selfish they are, or you know, Americans are, and they're right because I mean, look at this—we're fucking terrible. You know, if if uh, you know the, the the girl you have a crush on high school won't sleep with you, you go and you fucking shoot everybody. You know, and that's yep. that's a common thing that happens here. So it's not like that's just a a random occurrence.
0: But, like, so the idiots like that, though, what I don't get is, like, number one, I'd be very – I almost want to go on Twitter and ask them now, like, do you believe in taxation of any kind? Because there are certainly some, you know, fucking live-in-the-woods lunatics who think all taxation is theft, but also, you know, to those people, I'd say, uh, like – do, do you not want to have firemen do you not want to have essential services do you not want to have any roads whatsoever you know any kind of roadmate like so well, like yeah I, that's always, what's their answer to those things like
1: right 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 well it's just they don't think that those things are they don't think about those things like they're so they're, the, the, there there's certain subsidies or, or social uh costs that we don't ever think about because they were just things that are always there from before you were born right and when you talk to mm-hmm. people and like well how do you how do you want the roads to be fixed? Well, I just want I want them to be fixed. It's like okay, well, to do that, we have to increase taxes. No, no. Okay, okay. We don't you don't want to pay the roads for taxes? Let's put toll roads. Every time you want to drive anywhere, you got to pay a toll before you can pull out onto the, the street. No, I don't want to do that. Either. Like what, you just want it to fucking fall from the heavens. The roads are just gonna like yeah. That's that's literally what they think yeah. should happen. Uh, and, yeah, and they're it's children. always been that way It's always there's never been a time when the roads were good I want everyone to understand that there's never a time when all the roads were fucking great it's, and, but every generation thinks that their roads used to be good at some point it's never <laughs> been that way literally it was like to even get paved streets in this country it took massive lobbying from cyclists back in the 1890s for that to start to happen in any city before that it was all roads were made out of dirt or uh, chunks of wood with dirt on top of it uh, that rotted from all the horse piss. So oh, we've never had good roads <laughs> in this country. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were made out of cedar blocks. I did a whole article. The five
0: minutes that. after the roads were put down were probably
1: Yeah, I mean if you got a, if you got a road, you know, city streets made out of fucking wood with a layer of gravel over over top of it and all day long horses are just pissing and shitting on it. Like, what kind of roads do you think you're going to have, you know? Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, course. if you suggest that people drive less, say, hey, you don't want to tear the fucking roads up so much. Maybe maybe take a bus. Maybe ride your bike. No. I drove my car because I bought it and it was expensive. So, yeah. Americans are just the worst, most self-entitled assholes.
0: But so, like, to those people, I would say, you know – I I assume the vast majority of them at least agree that some taxation is necessary. Like, you know, not, not the like taxation is theft people, but like, like the conservatives who are like, Oh, well, I just don't want to let America devolve into socialism and all this shit. It's like, do you understand though, that all Bernie's saying is like, Hey, your tax dollars are being completely misappropriated. And why don't we, instead of funding these, you know, uh, endless fucking forever wars in the middle East, where we have no objective whatsoever, except to enrich, these defense contractors why don't we funnel that into things that actually help you what they're like is like it's like if you were in a household and 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 you were in charge of the budget and you were spending 50 percent of your entire monthly budget on a fucking alarm system and, and your wife is like hey we really need groceries and we need to like pay this doctor bill can you can you just chill with buying these new uh, alarms. We have alarms already. We don't need to keep buying alarms. You're like, no, no, no. Nope. We need to be safe. We need to be absolutely safe. I don't care about any of these other things. I don't care about starving right. children. We need to be... That's, but that's what these people are like. They're fucking children. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. don't understand how it's, economics it's, work at all.
1: Honey, couldn't we let the kids play in the yard? Like, nope. Sorry, Lois. That's where we park the F-35. That's where, it's <laughs> that's where it's staying to keep our fucking house safe. And if every time we have to move it, we have to repaint the thing and it costs $100,000 to do it, so be it. Keeping our yard safe
0: and also we can't literally can't move it because it's a piece of shit and doesn't fucking work right so that's that's kind of yeah. where it's
1: parked right now. L- literally the paint falls off every time they fly it and they have to repaint the thing and it's like the special is that, is that, paint <laughs> yeah no for real it's not just that it costs a billion or a trillion and a half dollars to build this fleet it's that they have to repaint them every time they fly which i don't even know what the fuck you're flying them for we're not we don't have an air war anywhere in the world uh literally like the paint peels off and they have to be re- repainted, and it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars every time they repaint the fucking planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, those, I mean, the people that, that, that really are all about the, you know, military police state, they still don't want to pay taxes themselves. They understand you got to pay taxes for that. They just don't want to do it. going back to traffic. It's like every car commercial, you never see somebody in gridlock, right? It's always just one guy on an open road with his wife or whoever, <laughs> and there's not another car in sight because that's the American dream is that you're the only real person. And everyone else is the traffic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, so, but now this is what Bernie actually laid out in his uh, speech. He laid out a 21st century economic bill of rights, building on FDR's economic bill of rights uh, from, you know, post New Deal era. Um, Right to a decent job, living wage. Right to quality universal health care right to a complete education, uh, right to affordable housing, right to a clean environment and right to a secure retirement. That, uh, I mean, it's such a fucking no brainer thing that everyone could get behind. And the fact that he laid it out so succinctly and so powerfully and, and without, you know, backing down and without, uh, capitulating or, or doing the usual Millie mouse shit that every Democrat who's, you know, five degrees to the left of Joe Biden has to do to try to pretend like they're not going to make the, you know, not going to enact socialist policies, even though they're, you know, copying them as hard as they possibly can because they're extremely popular. He's like, no, this is the shit we're going to do. Yeah. It's fucking socialism. Deal with it. Like this is, this is, you know, this is, this is the bedrock upon which this country's only, massive period of economic prosperity was ever built the 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 most prosper economically prosperous period for the middle class in american history was in the immediate aftermath of fdr and all of the new deal economic policies that he instituted and we still see today which the massive success of social security medicare
1: exactly which largely was drafted by his labor secretary francis perkins who many regarded as a communist um Mm -hmm. many accused of being a communist so Yeah, and when everyone's like, "Well, what socialism? When has socialism ever been successful?" It's like right here in America, fucker.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, in America during the most successful, economically successful period in our in our history. But you know, other than that, never. You know, never. It hasn't happened. Um, So you know, this is a no brainer. But but I really love that he's fully embracing this kind of you know reformative, revolutionary change that needs to happen. He, he's really fully embracing it. Um, there was actually yeah. a woman on it.
1: Yeah, well, there was, um, you were going to mention this This woman who was um, sort of one of the surrogates, or, or at least a, a pundit that's pro-Bernie, which you can only imagine that they're like very close to Bernie if they're on MSNBC and they're saying anything good about Bernie. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, all, all these people that are just like, well, we're not ready for socialism in this country. It's like, are you kidding? We're the richest country in the history of the earth. We're the most ready for it. We're the most in desperate need of it because with that, you know, most amount of wealth, we also also have the most wealth disparity. Right? We have the biggest divide between the poor and the rich in, in the industrialized world. That's why we need to have more socialism. You're not gonna, you know, these fuckers that are like, Well, we just need to you need to fix capitalism. Nope. Sorry, Joe Biden, we're coming for your fucking head. Uh, and, yeah, and and sorry, Liz Warren too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's and then of course people say, well, FDR really was a capitalist and he was trying to save capitalism. Well, like okay, call that whatever the fuck you want, but uh, but labels,
0: label. Yeah, labels are labels. His policies speak for themselves. You know.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only really thing you could say was saving capitalism was that, like you know, he he did saved the banks after they fucking collapsed and he didn't do it with a bailout. He did it by asking Americans nicely to put their money back in a, in a savings account. Like that's how he yeah. fucking saved the bank. You know? <laughs> like, no, no shenanigans. He just got on the radio and was like, Hey, I know that whole thing with the banks are pretty fucked up, but uh, you can take your money out of the mattress and put it back in a, in a savings account or a checking account or, you know, whatever thing you want to do. And people trusted FDR because he fucking didn't lie to them. Uh, and so they did it and that's how he saved the banks. So, so yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah, here's here's just it's a short clip, but this is the excerpt from that woman on MSNBC yeah. uh, and what she was saying. Bernie Sanders says, we're not going to cede conceptual territory to the right. We're not going to allow them to define the terms. We're not going to allow them to tell the American people what socialism is. We're going to take that back. And that moment where he says, I welcome your hate, is actually a really smart rhetorical move, and it's from the Trump playbook. Trump feeds on rhetorical hate from the American populace. And so Bernie Sanders is a essentially matching him one for one and saying, I'll take the hate that the right gives and I'll use it to power this
2: campaign.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And, and I, some people didn't like that she was likening that to taking that out of the Trump playbook because really he's taken out of the FDR playbook. Um, but I think to try to kind of, you know, d- define it in that way that she is to kind of, you know, any, any, any mention of Bernie versus Trump establishes him as the real frontrunner. And you look at, like, every fucking article in the news that tries to do that for Biden, and they just pretend as though it's the general election, and it's just Biden and just, just Trump, right? So I get why she was doing that, in this case, to, to frame it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, in in the wake of this uh, speech, which was, you know, actually got a lot of uh, media coverage, got a lot of really positive media coverage, surprisingly, for Bernie uh, if, if you just Google, you know, Bernie and the aftermath of that speech, you got a lot of articles written about. You know, Bernie Sanders makes the case for uh, FDR style socialism, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, you know, it, not it, it, you know, I am sure each article doesn't contain fawning praise, but it's 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 a step up from the usual smears that he gets. Um, but apparently, so this 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 guy, as uh, Edward Isaac Dover, he's just you know, fair warning to anyone, he's a huge uh bernie hater he writes for the atlantic you know that that shit rag that david Frum uh, edits uh and he constantly tries to smear bernie so take all these quotes or any of these things with a grain of salt but he said that uh when he told warren that sanders was giving a speech today saying democratic socialism is the only way to stop trump she shook her head and laughed uh when he asked harris she said huh and when he asked michael bennett he said, uh, "I don't think the American people even knows uh, even know what that means. So, you know, take a take it with a grain of salt because he's not necessarily a trustworthy source, but he is at least a reporter. You know, so it and that's it. it most of those reactions are not surprising. You know, the only one that people might be shocked by is the Liz Warren one. But again, you know, remember she." constantly talks about how she's not a socialist she's not like bernie sanders she stood up during the state of the union when trump said america will never be a socialist nation talks about how
1: she is a capitalist to her bones like
0: this this is oh, yeah. well, she
1: she she stood up to give trump a standing ovation as did almost mm-hmm. everyone else in that room uh except for bernie
0: yeah and and honestly this is the the people that say you know that were saying to bernie like oh this is not a good idea why like the people on the left with you know good intentions at least saying like oh this is a you know bad idea you shouldn't put this label on it people are scared of it yada yada this is the smartest thing he could do because he was ceding a little bit of his support to warren because she's you know, been coming out with a lot of detailed policy proposals. Now, when you dig into a lot of them and you and you really press her on it, she doesn't have any conviction of her beliefs, you know, as per usual with Liz Warren. But she has been at least that's been the the, the marketing of her campaign. You know, Liz has a plan for it. Um, but this is the biggest distinguishing factor between Bernie Sanders and every other major Democrat in the race. None of them would call themselves a socialist. People no. Flee well, in terror when you call them of socialists. Course.
1: And that's been the big, um, you know, shit lib marketing point. Oh, oh Bernie can't distinguish himself because there's all these other people that are just as good as him and have even better ideas and they're younger and more dynamic and, uh, you know, they can fucking skateboard and, you know, like, just all this nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, name one of them that comes close to him on these policies. And, of course, they don't want you to think about the actual policies. so. You know, for some people, they they are policy wonks. For other people, it's like they they need that brand. And for so many young people, socialism is not a bad thing. Uh, now, I understand. You know, if you're older, and you know, maybe if you're you know, you or relatives before you lived in the you know behind the Iron Curtain, in, in especially one of the satellite countries that didn't want to be there, uh, you could have a pretty negative idea about what socialism is. But you know again I, I people say well why do you got to put the democratic label on it it's like well because for some people they hear socialism they think authoritarianism they think stalin right yeah so you have to make it clear that these policies are going to come about through a democratic process right that, that people will have a say that they, they're not going to lose their freedom of speech obviously that's that's you know one of the big criticisms we've always had with um many communist nations is that you know without freedom of speech it's like, you don't have yeah. a free country there it, and all the free education, free healthcare is great. But if you're not allowed to criticize without going to jail, that's, that's not that's not it. it.
0: And it's, it doesn't, and, and, you know, Soviet Russia, communist, tri- none of those countries, you know, and they all have, have their positives and negatives, but none of them actually adhere to actual, the actual Marxist definition of, of socialism or communism. Like that's not what, any of those countries really practice. So when people try to, you know, uh, hold those countries up as a bug as like a bugaboo, when people talk about socialism and like workers owning the means of production or being actually paid for the, the labor, you know, the <laughs> paid for the labor that you produce, uh, they use this, this whole like, uh, you know, authoritarian model as, as a bludgeon. And it's like, that's not at all social. Like you think fucking Russia Uh, like Russia is state capitalism. That's what Russia has now. That's what Russia has had for a long time. It's state capitalism and it's authoritarianism and they have elements of their government where they actually do have socialism, you know, for various reasons, whether or not it was altruistic, whether or not it was just a matter of like, this is the only way we'll be able to keep the populace from overthrowing us uh, and continue to hold our iron grip on them. But like, it, it, you think fucking Vladimir Putin is, is a socialist? Like, give me a break. Like you think no, he cares no. about, you right know?
1: And, and that's hilarious that they still conflate the two that, you know, because yeah. he, grew, he came from the KGB that he's still, you know, like I can't think of a more, you know, uh, a, a, a group or organization more opposed to society than the KGB or, you know, or yeah. the CIA, you know? Yeah, um, it, you know, it, it was. It's the it's it's like I go back to um, you know it was the video uh, the the the, the um, cable access show that Bernie did as mayor, where he just like, walk around <laughs> but, Burlington yeah. and interview random people. And there was just some, like the funniest, to awkward interviews because like he doesn't have a you know a real polished stump speech. He's just walking around like, hey, you kids in the mall, what do you what do you, what do you think about this suit? Like, he interviews interview these two punks in the mall, like fucking misfits, you know, mohawk, fucking leather jacket um, mascara punks and these two kids are in high school and they're actually pretty pretty good even though they don't really know like a lot about the world they they say well you know i mean we don't really like the mall just capitalism but we just hang out here because there's nothing else to do um uh, but he's always what do you think about the you know the, the state of the nation and you know and this is the 80s reagan era uh, and they kind of basically say like, well, we think communism would be great. It's just, you got to have the free speech in there too. And Bernie is just kind of like nods, you know, he doesn't really confirm or deny, <laughs> like, you like, you know, he's probably like, you know, you punks are going to be the ones that are going to tell me what I really want to hear, you know? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I think that, that that was always kind of the thing is younger people were like, yeah, the capitalism fucking sucks. But you know, if you, if you do all these things, have all these great social programs and have all these great things for workers, you got to make sure that um you're not making the same mistakes these other authoritarian regimes have made in that same endeavor,
0: yeah, and the problem was there just weren't enough of the people like that back then now. I think we're finally getting through all the propaganda because of the internet to the point where we're starting to turn the tide, and the tide of opinion is the pendulum of opinion is swinging in our direction, so. You know, I I feel really good about that, and I and I think that Bernie really needed to do something to kind of reinvigorate his support. Not not that he was you know doing it, but he's he's been doing well in the polls. You know, ever since Biden entered the race, honestly, uh, Biden's oh, been yeah. tanking, and Bernie's been doing better. But I, I think this is he needs. To, I think this campaign needs to be bold at every opportunity and needs to continue to push and not just. Uh, rest on the fact that Biden's a fucking awful, awful, awful politician and is going to tank his own campaign. Bernie's got to keep trying to get more voters on top of that. So I think this is totally yeah. the right way. No, to he's go. doing good,
1: and it's it's like he he puts it out there for the video clips, so that people that are having discussions with their their fucking boomer parents. Trying to win them over, and they go well. Bernie's a socialist. They can go, oh well. Here's a video clip where he talks about what that means, and you can mm-hmm. not have to be afraid. You can actually listen to it now and hear what he had to say on that. Uh, even yeah. though he's not, he's not saying, you know, he's not bringing up democratic <laughs> socialism every time he fucking talks about the stuff. He probably was like, okay, well, I'll I'll define it more clearly. You know, it won't be one soundbite. It's going to be a forty-five minute long speech, and you know, now now nobody can use it as a wedge anymore. And again. He's redefined himself as being, uh, you know, the most to the left of all these other fucking posers.
0: Yeah. And, of course, you see the, the, the fucking the, the one percenters, the the, the Lameys and the Hickenloopers like coming out and being like, oh, this is I, I'm starting to think Bernie Sanders doesn't know uh, how to campaign or something like that. I think John Delaney said that today. It's like, dude, you're literally pulling at zero percent and you're and you're acting like Bernie Sanders doesn't know what the fuck he's doing in a campaign. OK, whatever. Uh, whatever whatever works hilarious. for you dude.
1: it's just these these little fucking worms that's the only way that they know they don't have a chance they just want to get on tv and then they can sell some books and they can you know buy a fucking bigger house and a yacht maybe um yeah this fucking the the quote from delaney uh delaney in response to bernie's speech was i'm a full-throated capital i'm sorry i'm not doing it high enough pitched. I'm a full throated <laughs> capitalist. What the United States of America is is a free market economy where capitalism is about where, where capitalism is able to work its magic. This is his actual quote, which is to innovate and create jobs. So, good god, good yeah. god! It, 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 he Imagine it, it, saying
0: it. that with a straight face.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm like, dude, you just you. There, no matter how much you debase yourself, your hair is not growing back, guy. Um, <laughs> And, and <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, Hick and Looper, you know, social is not the answer, got booed and everything. So, uh, and these guys know that it's going to go nowhere for them. And they, it's just, well, if I can't get any attention for running my real campaign, at least I can be the loudest, most shrill, obnoxious troll when, you know, the guy who's in second place, actually first place, says something actually important, right? And, and of I course, think, all these yeah. guys get quoted, too, who are pointing at zero percent. And how many times do they quote Bernie directly? any of this stuff the guy who is basically the front runner who who is is gaining on biden even amongst the 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 matlock vote i think uh
0: delaney is just trying to raise enough money to uh get an appointment with uh, biden's hair plug guy because that's that guy is a fucking (laughs) miracle worker and he can't be cheap so that's got to be why delaney's still in the race like he's like come on just get me Another $65,000, i will be able to be able to set up a consultation.
1: He's the, the fucking Crypt Keeper-looking dude from uh, Poltergeist 2. You know, with the big fucking, <laughs> like, old yeah, Amish-looking yeah. hat guy. Yeah, that's fucking Joe Biden right there. That guy scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh, it was the worst. That's the only reason why I remember it's the so second creepy. one is that guy. I don't remember anything else that yeah. happens in that movie. Yeah,
0: um, that guy and the Phantasm guy. My, it might be this now i don't think it's the same actor but he, he he has a similar look but uh and anyway yeah um so and so this is what biden said by the way about he didn't say it about the speech but it was you know very obviously that's what it was in reference to because it came that later that night uh new biden bash uh new biden bash socialism tonight to donors Uh, Things have changed in a way that needs to be turned around And it doesn't require socialism And it doesn't require some sort of fundamental shift It requires a sort of Reordering capitalism to make capitalism Work and save it
1: To to, a room full of Fucking rich donors by the way (laughs) It goes without saying Better things aren't possible What do we want? Nothing When do we want it? At some indeterminate point in the future
0: (laughs) I mean, it's just pathetic. Man. These guys are such fucking dinosaurs, mental dinosaurs. Like, not you look, and 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 it's not about Biden's age. Like, if Biden was eighty-five years, look, uh, Mike Ravel is one of the most forward-thinking, uh, you know, progressive leftist candidates in the entire presidential race, and he's fucking a thousand years old. Like, it's not about your age.
1: Yeah, it's he's only five ideas. years older than Jimmy Carter.
2: <laughs> you can believe that, <laughs>
1: like. <laughs> They we get Carter to run. <laughs> oh, I know. Jimmy's great. Um and, and that was I think the, the 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 last time in the last hundred years we've had a president that didn't kill a single person with the military was Jimmy Carter. Like didn't wow. fire a single bullet uh in the whole time he was president. Um and the, I mean there was a couple things. Like we're always still selling guns to somebody somewhere, you know, some other country, because we just that's what we make in this country export weapons so there was there was a couple things like he gave there was weapons they sold to indonesia and they used them for uh, some horrible shit down there but uh yeah I, I love the idea that um you know the this this notion i think that it was a quote from uh what's his name that racist old fuck from England back and with churchill winston churchill said mm-hmm. that yeah. uh you know every young person should be liberal and every old person should be a conservative and if you're not one or the other like something wrong happened to you and I was like, no, no, that's just your, your fucking raging racist capitalist, Churchill. Uh, like, if you really are a real human being, when you get to be to your golden years, you should be like, you know, you should be like uh, fucking Howard Zinn and Chomsky. You know, you should be like yeah. Jimmy Carter. You should be like Mike Ravel and Bernie Sanders. Like, you should have you should enough left experience in, your old age. in the world. Yeah, that you get to be old and you're like, you know what? The fucking kids are right. You know, like yeah. I, I wanna be a fucking rebel the rest of my life. I'm not gonna fucking change. If anything, I've gone a little bit further left than I was when I was just sixteen. But you know, by sixteen you should be a socialist. You should understand, you know, that like you have no future because of capitalism. You're gonna be fucked because of capitalism.
0: Yeah. Certainly when you start engaging with politics, I think, is 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 a good time. Like it I, I under I, I understand people when they don't engage with politics early on in life where they're just like, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm like a Democrat, I guess. But like once you start really reading and 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 watching things and really learning about what the fuck is actually going on in dc and in in you know in general like with the with the politics in this country it's like how the fuck are you not a socialist unless you're like the heir heir to some fucking you know uh, ketchup fortune or some shit like i i I don't understand like how you couldn't just be
1: like yeah this is a really fucked up system right well even if you're rich like Clearly, you gotta, you know, like, well, you know, the rich people love socialism in this country. To be well, fair. right, but I mean, like, clearly, you gotta understand that they got lucky. Like, they got really fucking lucky. Like, they're like the one of the lucky people that got to be rich, and everyone else is not rich, right? So, um, you know, I don't know. There, there's gotta yeah, be people out there that you know understand that, and you know, you've got you've got the the um, you know the philanthropic Bill Gates types that think like, oh, we're gonna wipe out some disease and that's where I'm going to spend my money. And they don't think about like all the other negative consequences of the way they go about trying to do that. And just, it's, it's fucking awful. Like, the, the people that think like the Clinton foundation is a force for good in the world, those types of people. <laughs>
0: and Bill Gates still loathes the idea of socialism. And it's like th- they're billionaires like him and like Howard Schultz and it's uh, Howard Schultz's presidential run has been fucking amazing and really uh, eye-opening for a lot of people, not really us, but like people that, that, that people like Jank who love to push that notion of like, Oh, there's so many great, you know, liberal billionaires and they, and they, they care about people and they care about doing the right thing. And they donate to philanthropic causes. It's like, they only care about the appearance of doing the right thing because it makes, a, it makes them feel good. B it's really good PR for them. But the second you try to tell them like, Hey, we're not doing this on your terms. This is what society needs as a whole to be able to thrive and be uh, sustainable. Uh, we need you to give us this amount of your money because you didn't earn this money. This is money that you've uh, extracted from workers who've, uh, you know, created this labor for you. And then you've reaped, you know, massive profits on their backs. You need to redistribute that money into society in order to make society function, that's when they fucking have a meltdown and go apoplectic and, you know, threaten to run for president and throw their back out because well, they just yeah. can't fathom yeah. the idea of like paying this, a cent more in
1: taxes. This this guy who uh, is a big donor the Democratic Party who was on uh, the, the news this week saying, well, if, you go, if you go too far left, I'm going to take my money back. Like, what yeah. is this fucking mob boss mentality of that? Like, get the fuck out of my party. If that's yeah. your attitude. No neck Klubeck. Yeah. 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 What, what, was, what was his name? <laughs>
0: Steven Klubeck. he has no fucking neck. He's his. He looks like a giant fucking yeah. fat thumb. Like he's just such a a turd of a human
1: being. Like, like a like a version of Alex Jones that looks even less healthy.
0: Basically, he does. he does. Yeah, he, does. he looks like a, a more leathery Alex Jones, which is is really saying something. Um, but again, it's like, why does this fucking asshole even get a spot on TV? Just because he's a billionaire and he buys his fucking way onto TV? It's like exactly. the, he has nothing insightful or interesting to say. He's not. But you know what? I, I love when people like him or Howard Schultz go on TV because it proves how you really don't need to be smart at all to be a billionaire. Like so many billionaires are fucking morons like that you couldn't uh, maintain uh, an intelligent discussion about anything with you for more than five minutes. Like they're just a bunch of fucking buffoons. They just happen to fail up into these positions through, you know. Uh, various relationships that they've had or, or you know, familial, whatever it is. Like, they are born into money and they leveraged that money into more money and got to the seat that they're in.
1: Right. These well, guys are not fucking... fucking... Think to the, like think that, that they were fucking gifted with it. Not gifted like, oh, I got a gift, but gifted like, oh, a, I must be better than everybody else because uh-huh. I, I yeah. have this, right? Like, they don't look at it as like, I just got lucky. They look at it as, uh, you know, God chose me to, to be special, right? And it's like, literally, if any person was born into a million dollars they're going to be a multi by the time they're 25 30 years old because they're going to put they take that million dollars and just take half of it put it in you know invested in a bunch of fucking oil stocks and bullshit like that and it's going to come back with a bunch more money you know yeah. normal people have to, to have to you know take a little 10 percent of their paycheck over 30 years to have enough to fucking stop working at 70 and then it's barely enough money to still live on not working and they're still going to be fucking poor with it anyone that starts with a million dollars at birth is going to be a fucking multimillionaire the rest of the life.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's super fucking easy to make money when you are born into a lot of money. Like it's really easy to make money when you have money. It is impossible to make money when you're fucking broke. It's literally impossible because you're in debt. You're fucking, you know, paycheck. It it is impossible to save money when you don't.
1: Yeah. And and then you have these ridiculous fucking boomer articles that are like, Oh millennial men uh, are, are completely inexperienced at uh DIY home maintenance compared to their fathers. It's like, oh yeah, Funny how uh, you know having a home, being able to afford a home allows you to to do all that DIY shit. Can't even buy yeah. a fucking home, let alone learn how to, you know, it's just yeah, and and somebody, also, isn't
0: it your fucking fault if you didn't teach us how to do these things? You jerk, you right. jerk off. It's like they're the right. people complaining, like, oh, our generation
1: knew so much about DIY. It it's was like, a yeah. great um, you know, byline somebody tweeted out along with that article this week. And it was like, oh, look, the generation that can't hook up their own Wi-Fi wants to tell us something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I saw somebody else tweeted like, uh, you know, baby boomers, uh, awful at blacksmithing compared to their uh, grandfathers (laughs) or something to that effect.
1: Right. It's like you you can't even chew a horse. What happened to your generation?
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Well, yeah. So, I mean, we should move on from Bernie, but that, but this was, that was a really, uh, monumental speech. And I think going forward, uh, he's really laid down the gauntlet for this campaign, you know? He even <laughs> there was uh, I, I think a response to that Delaney or that Hick and one of Hick and Looper's tweet, and one loop, of their lame yeah. ass tweets. He he tweeted a video of FDR like laughing about how how people were like oh well you know we we don't have a problem with socialism we just don't think the way you're doing it is right and if you let us do it you know we promise we 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 swear you know uh, that we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, do these things for it it's like he just he's like so like doesn't give a fuck anymore and it's great he's just like he, people are fucking so full of shit like no you know well
1: yeah I mean the, the, the gloves are off in a good way the gloves are off again FDR brought about the greatest period of, of economic prosperity in this country, uh, and it took right wingers convincing liberals to go along with Reaganomics. And it, you know they undid it as fast as they could. You know, up until the 19, you know, end of the '70s, we were still do, doing all right in middle class, and then had all this downsizing and everything. So I mean, Bernie knows that FDR wrote the book on winning on these policies and being the most popular person at the same time. Now FDR is probably a little bit more charismatic than, than grumpy Bernie is, but <laughs> I, I think that's okay. Like I don't, when people say grumpy Bernie, it's like, good. I want my agitators to be, you know, to not be well adjusted. I want them to be agitated and be pissed off. That's a good thing. So good. For yeah.
0: Them. I mean, if you're not pissed off with the state of the world right now, then you're Without a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're <an laughs> you're asshole. like you're an asshole. i'm sorry but um yeah so uh moving on though uh to what's going on in iran right now uh or what's not going on but what the u.s government really wants you to think is going on uh there was a alleged tanker uh, truck uh explosion bombing who knows what a uh, t- t- tanker truck. I said. <laughs> Uh, tanker, oil tanker ship. Um, yeah, a little bit
1: bigger. It was a couple different ships. Um, and this this happened back in uh, March, I believe, and now it's happening again. And they got more dramatic photos of it this time. So, yeah, um, the Gulf of Oman. Yeah, and, and, and it was a- amazing to see uh, the, the 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 trends on Twitter today because it was. Uh, Iran was trending, and like every single fucking tweet was somebody saying, we don't fucking believe Pompeo at all, because Pompeo went out and did this this, uh, press conference today in which he said, the U.S. government has assessed that Iran blew up these ships. And I was like, you're speaking on behalf of the State Department. That's not the whole government. The whole government is all these other departments and divisions, and like, this just happened today. So, and and they basically, he said that the reason we know it's them, this is a quote from his, his press conference, is due to Iran's 40 years of unprovoked aggression against freedom loving nations. I, with, with no fucking irony in that statement. I mean literally like that. They, they, we've done nothing but you know wage unprovoked aggression against Iran and yet they've like done nothing in response to it and and we call them the agitators. We you know blew their fucking civilian aircraft out of the sky back in the ni- or back in the 80s killed 300 people. Uh, you know, have dozens of bases along their border with guns pointed at them. Forty-seven
0: bases surrounding them.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, yeah. remember the time that, that Iran, unprovoked, uh, overthrew their government and uh, installed a puppet dictator as their president? That was friendly to U.S. interests. Oh well, no, that wait, was that was forty us. years
1: ago, so that doesn't count. <laughs> Anthony, can't, can't. That's true. That can't, was can't get us on that one. That was back in the <laughs> You know. Yeah, so, absolutely. And it's always been this way. It's always been this way. The State Department, where you know whenever somebody like hillary clinton goes out and would when she was secretary of state and would be like oh cuba's human rights record is deplorable uh it's like you literally have a torture prison in guantanamo bay in in cuba where we fucking put people (laughs) in like literally just like no due process whatsoever and they've been there for 20 years and they've never been charged with a crime and you want to talk about the human rights record in cuba yeah just
0: no sense of irony whatsoever no sense of irony none um pompeo tweeted also uh it is the assessment of the u.s government that iran is responsible for today's attacks in the gulf of oman these attacks are a threat to international peace and security a blatant assault on freedom of navigation and and an unacceptable escalation of tension by iran so again provides no evidence whatsoever on top of the fact that it makes zero sense for iran to do this i mean it's it uh there's another tweet from Sarah Abdullah. She's a uh, a, polit- a, G- a political commentator. Um, tweeted out, uh, she's Lebanese, I believe. Uh, Iran attacking a Japanese tanker while the Japanese premier is in Iran to discuss peace. Makes about as much sense Syria as Syria's Assad gassing his own people with chemical weapons he doesn't have right as he's defeating terrorism. Yeah, This is a false flag tr- trigger war, full stop yeah so Shinzo Abe, the Japanese Prime minister, is literally in Iran right now meeting with the Ayatollah to discuss uh peace and discuss you know future trade uh potential and it's like the the the, the idiocy of somebody to suggest that's like if when Trump was meeting with Kim jong un in north korea we 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 bombed a North Korean fucking uh you know a battleship like off the coast off the coast of Seoul as he's meeting with, with yeah. Trump. Like, well, that's
1: preposterous to think that they would Pompeo's do it. is a fucking, you know, he's, he's the old head of the CIA, but he's an idiot. Like, I had to read yeah. his weekly newsletter emailed to me every fucking day, and I'm pretty sure he wrote it himself, <laughs> and it's written at, like, a fucking fifth grade reading level. Um, you know, he would use his phrases like, let's crush it, like, referring to diplomatic missions they were on. It was like, what? <laughs> I mean, fucking, you're talking <laughs> about, like, you talk about diplomacy, writing, like, a sports letter. Um, and, yeah, and, and of course, the, like, every fucking response... Even from people like Mike Cernovich today on Twitter, was like, "We're not buying it. We don't fucking buy it." Even even the Gulf of Tonkin was trending on Twitter today. If you could believe that, <laughs> like that's how aware people are of their history now. Uh, that they're like, "No, this is fucking. There's no way that Iran would do this. Um, it's so obviously." And then some other fucking uh, dipshit. I think it was Lindsey Graham or somebody other. Uh, what's who's the the fucking little worm that ran for president from uh, Florida, Castro? Uh, uh, Rubio. Oh, Rubio. Yeah, Yeah, he was like, "Well, if you don't think it's Iran, then you have to say who you who you think it is." And every single response Uh, to him was uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Israel, Saudi
0: Arabia, us, maybe, maybe us. You know, I mean, that's always always a possibility.
1: Yeah, and it's Um, it's it's, it's so fucking dumb. It's so dumb. And then they do this shit. I don't even think Trump gives a shit. Like he's not interested in starting a new war. But of course, we know that Bolton and Pompeo are relentless on that shit. It's just like I don't – I'm not as worried because I know that they're buffoons and they're not They're not good at doing this shit. They did their, their little song and dance in Venezuela and, and couldn't pull that off, right? If, if, if that was Hillary Clinton was president right now, I'd be really fucking worried. I'd be like, oh, we're going to start actually bombing Iran pretty soon.
0: The problem, though, is like the. This is what I was saying. I think offline a little bit. My concern is, and I kind of agree that Trump doesn't seem to really give a shit one way or the other about this. But uh, my issue is like it's a lot easier to fake a naval uh, attack than it is to face a land based attack. Like it's really easy to just make up.
1: Nobody can see it. Yeah.
0: Which is why you know the Gulf of Tonkin w- worked so well, and they can't seem to start a fucking fake war on land. They, it's really easy for them to start a fake war at sea, and Venezuela doesn't have much of a navy to speak. I don't even know if they have a navy, to be honest, but uh, they don't have a. a yeah, it
1: would major be hilarious one to speak- if they if they blamed uh, you know the bombing of a Japanese oil tanker on Venezuela, half a world yeah, right. away. <laughs> like, but knows?
0: but so what? I, so it was hard for them to start a conf, uh, to because uh, every time they would try to do a false flag in Venezuela which they absolutely did people caught it on camera like that thing that the the fucking New York Times reported and had to correct two weeks later about how the um the Venezuelan army was setting fire to all these supply trains uh later turned out that it was the opposition and you know people were reporting on it well, at well, the that, time yeah.
1: well, they that fucking flying. airport it's they like, said they captured they said they captured mm-hmm. the capital's military airport never even tried to do it and the fucking yep. and the media ate it up and and printed that as fact, uh, and so, e- e- so yeah, I, I think again the people being more aware is one thing, but when people can fact check it on on Twitter so quickly um,
0: and on the ground and then yeah. relay that info to Twitter, that's why it's really hard to start. And I think that's why these these guys are dinosaurs in, in how they do these things. They that's why they overplayed their hand there because they figure we'll just do what we always do but they didn't count on the fact that citizen journalism is so much more prominent than it used to be um but there's still a naval you know, they could still easily fake a naval uh, attack, a naval conflict, well, because and, it's really fucking hard for people to report on that unless you're, you know, on that ship and nobody but, on that ship's going to say shit.
1: Clearly, an attack on a Japanese oil tanker is a is an attack on all Americans. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's the other thing is
0: like literally, even if Iran did do that, what fucking business of ours is it if they attacked a Japanese oil tanker? Like that literally has no. And of course I don't think they did but even if they did like what bearing whatsoever does that have on anything right. that
1: we have to, like what it's, you know it, we it's, it's our arrogance our self-entitlement like even if that that oil's going to Japan it's still technically our oil and we let it happen mm-hmm. so that's you know we're the we're the fucking oil gatekeepers but um yeah well, well there was that article you sent me um about how there's this uh, apparently a fictitious person who's been writing uh, anti-Iranian op-eds for, uh, I forget what newspaper it was. was it, was not for Forbes, I think it was? Uh, and then uh, it turned- Bloomberg, Forbes, yeah. yeah. And somebody did, you know, intercepted some work and tried to figure out who this guy actually was, and it turns out the guy doesn't exist. And they contacted these different papers and said, have you ever met this person or actually talked to them? They were like, <laughs> no. Well, how the fuck is he on your on your newspaper then? Like, how you're publishing this person, you've never even had a conversation with him before? Um, and it turned out it's this this opposition group in Iran that has been trying to get this stuff I mean, published uh, in American media. Yeah, it uh, doesn't even bother publishing stuff in Farsi, uh, it, it, you know, because they know how influential social media is in this country on our politicians. Like that shit would never fly in in Iran. They don't. They're not, you know, bending to the whims of Twitter the way that you know people like Donald Trump are here in this country, where. You know, and then generating lots of big followers, all these bots and sock puppet accounts to to make it look like there's a huge, um, you know, popular uprising going on there when uh, such is not the case.
0: Yeah, and the MEK were considered a terrorist organization like like years ago. Like I, I think you know, <laughs> yeah. in the mid 2000s, they were taken off, but they're like they they want to you know violently overthrow the government of Iran and install their government, and they're backed by lunatics like John Bolton. John Bolton's gone on. Sp- uh, sp- uh, spoken at uh, every MEK annual conference, I think, for the last like 10 years or something. I, th- I, don't, th- I don't think he went last year because there's pressure not to because uh, they're a really like seedy organization. But mm-hmm. before he was uh, in the Trump administration, you'd go and speak for them every year, you'd get paid by them. And it's like these guys are fucking uh, essentially like these like rebel, like separatist groups uh, that you're giving. A fucking print to- like print space to in prominent american news sites and newspapers and news organizations it's like what the fuck are you doing like what? but that it also speaks to like how pathetic the level of vetting and how easy it is to just pay your way into pushing your narrative you know it is in american media it's like these guys clearly probably just you know uh it puts you know contributed some money to to forbes uh or you know took out some ads and went like hey we really would love it if you publish this op-ed it's from uh this prominent iran- iranian uh author who who doesn't like the way that the government of iran is run and you know and again it's like iran's not a great government i mean they're they're fundamentalist i have no yeah, fucking love they, for yeah, them, I mean, but they're, we they're also have no
1: let's, let's be real here but you know the u.s supports 70 percent of dictatorships the only reason we don't support iran is because they don't fucking trade the petrodollar and they don't let American corporations own their oil. Right. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly. all it
1: is. That's all it is. So I, I don't know. You, you've probably seen some of the like hilariously uh, thoughtful and very left wing tweets from uh, Akhmud Amenajad on Twitter. And people have wondered, <laughs> yeah. like, is this real? Is this really who this guy was? Because <laughs> everyone kind of saw him as the face of Iran for so many years. And
0: He was turned into a bogeyman by the U.S. press for sure,
1: right? But if you ever actually listen to him talk, it was like this guy seems really fucking reasonable. Um, It's the ayatollahs that are the ones who actually have all the power and are far more, uh, you know, dictator-like in their in their rulings and everything. The prime minister in Iran has virtually no actual power. There's the figurehead, yeah. you know, just a press yeah. secretary, basically, <laughs> um, and he was always misquoted in the Western press. You know, when he said he wanted to wipe Israel off the map, but he never said that. The translation was actually he wanted the occupation of Palestine to fade into history. That's what he said, mm. right? But even that's a bridge too far for for Zionists who you know say, no, we want to erase Palestine, not you know that's that's what they yeah. really want. Um, so yeah, and, and you know stuff around like Holocaust denial, I don't you know i don't know exactly what he said on that again there's a lot of mistranslations a lot of you can't trust
0: any yeah translations yeah. of tra- yeah. any time they're trying to smear somebody like that it's like you got to get it from the source
1: right so, and you know obviously you know if if that's a that's been indoctrinated there for a long time anyone who's denying that uh, 6 million jews and another 4 million socialists and homosexuals and roma uh, and uh, you know, just in, artists were killed in the Holocaust. Like that's a terrible thing. Nobody should deny that fact. But you also shouldn't deny that the Holocaust waged against Native Americans in this continent, or against the, you know the you know, Armenian genocide. Like you shouldn't deny any Holocaust. You know, or, or, or the Holocaust, the genocide happening, ethnic cleansing happening in Palestine right now. You shouldn't be denying that either yeah
0: um, that's that's acceptable uh genocide to deny because everyone in the fucking world denies that everyone in the mainstream yeah. press denies that well, the entire democratic everywhere
1: in the Republican uk party. america denies it everywhere the rest of the world for the most part are pretty, pretty that's 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 true
0: it. that's true this is true um so yeah uh you know I, my my just fear is that they're gonna use this to uh, bolton and pompeo are gonna be like look you can't look weak on this i know we, we're not going to attack them i know you don't want to go to war but we need to beef up our presence there why don't we put all of these ships off there you know off the coast of the, of the gulf of oman and blah, blah blah and i think all that's a pretext for bolton and pompeo to, to you know bumble their way into another uh conflict where a u.s ship gets involved in some kind of a conflict whether it's manufactured or accidental and then trump has no fucking choice but to go to war i think that's really bolton's plan because he i think he realizes that trump's stubborn enough not to let him just talk him into it you know for whatever reason whether it's good reasons or bad reasons he's not stubborn but he thinks he can trick him into it
1: exactly the weird thing with trump and i keep watching for all the signs of like a like a real egotistical madman that people try to make out Trump to be and it's he's too lazy he's petty he's a shitty person but he's not you never see him get angry he kind of has like total control over his mood and sort of the theatrics about his his appearance and everything and you can tell when he's like irritated or pissed off about stuff but he never he doesn't really have different moods right he's very surface
0: level like he's not a deep person in any way
1: and I was talking to you about this earlier today, like his, his oversimplified worldview is, it, it seems to undermine all these other imperialist uh, motherfuckers around him, like their idea of like complex statecrafting and regime change and all the stuff like that takes a lot of deep thought. Trump is not about that shit. Like He's, he's just like, ah, I don't care, whatever. Like, this, we'll, 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 we'll talk tough and then we'll go to negotiate some crazy thing when Dennis Robbins is going to be in the room. You know, like, that's his idea of fucking doing shit. And I know that, like, you know, that still could be really dangerous. But it also could really undermine, you know, if if the worst people in the room are these two buffoons, Pompeo and Bolton, you know, yeah. and he doesn't have people like Paul Wolfowitz or David Froome, people that, like, really pushed the, the the Iraq war, like, you know, he doesn't have a Donald Rumsfeld there. Like, yeah. pure evil and effective at, at getting shit done, so... I guess just you know, fingers crossed that if he has no drive to do it, and his his worst people around him are just ineffective, then you know we might we might not end up with World War III in the next couple of years here.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the only hope is that that we get luck into it. So and but you know, and then people will be like, oh well, yeah, but he says that, but he increased drones. Like I don't think those two are are mutually exclusive and or contradictory. I think. He doesn't give a fuck. He's certainly racist as a, as just as a person, like he doesn't really care about Brown people. That's why he's like, I don't care. What do you want? Just blow him to fucking hell. I don't care. But he's also not somebody who is going to just, he understands inherently that wars are unpopular and that they're a waste of money. Like, so I think he inherently understands that he's also not at all a dove and he doesn't care about, you know, rules of engagement or any kind of international law.
1: He goes but he's around not stupid enough to agencies. get us and, you know. exactly he goes around the different agencies and says well what do you want to do well we want to finish our mission okay well you know here you got two years to do this like what do you what do you want ice and Border patrol well we want to we want more weapons and more militarization He's like okay you can have it you know like he doesn't he just, he's just letting them do whatever they want and like literally I looked at some of the the, the tweets like the right-wing tweets in response to the Iran hashtag today and it was, it was, you know, what you would expect from your average Trump voter who doesn't like war. And it was like, you know, our troops should be defending our border with Mexico, not in Iraq. Like that was the general, yeah, I mean, that's it's like, it's, yeah, no. it's not imperialist, but it's still a very racist mentality. Sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, like it, it, at least there's that as opposed to just, you know, millions of people being slaughtered by fucking carpet bombing people. Uh, From above, which is definitely, you know, that is terrorism. When you can't, when the, when the drones are so high up, you don't see the bombs falling on you. You have no way to defend yourself. That's fucking terrorism.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Amnesty International, uh, did that, did that study where they determined that 90% of our our drone strikes (coughs) kill civilians. So you know, or ninety percent of the people killed in drone strikes are civilians.
1: Yeah, it, 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 did you see that fucking schematic a couple of weeks ago of the 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 non explosive bomb that like deploys giant blades at the last second to cut down on <laughs> yeah. civilian casualties? Yeah. And then like yeah. somebody found some like, of course, of course, somebody found an Onion article. It was almost the exact same thing from like four years ago, <laughs> where it was just some absurd like. Yeah, it was just fucking crazy. Next,
0: you're gonna see we're gonna have bombs that just deploy that crab that's holding that was holding
1: the knife in that like viral video. Like- <laughs> but, but like, but like, it'll be like cluster bombs where it's like fifty thousand crabs with knives. <laughs> Got the fucking flight of the Valkyries. Really <laughs> yeah. Oh God, we're such a stupid country. <laughs> If we can invent a new expensive way to kill people that the you know the price tag keeps Americans poor because there's no money for you know the roads or fucking healthcare, we'll do it. We'll fucking do yeah. it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, speaking of no money for healthcare, um, <laughs> the, another clip that kind of went viral yesterday. Uh, John Stewart came out of uh, his his kind of pseudo retirement uh, where he's you know doing great shit, you know, in New Jersey running his animal sanctuary and things like that um, but he he comes out every once in a while to kind of speak on things um, and you know <laughs> I wish he would come out and speak on how horrible his fucking replacement is for The Daily Show but that's a whole nother
1: uh, story just, just atrocious fucking non-com, he even like the comedy he does it. is just oh, so not funny terrible, terrible fucking you know anti-union pro comp lover fucking Trevor Noah yeah, uh, yeah I don't, I don't like know that, movie, what went down funny. with that you know, he, he should have had control over who his replacement was. And maybe he just didn't know how bad he was. I don't know. But I mean,
0: I I I think ultimately when it's a corporation like Viacom, they'll give him like, he can, like, I don't think anyone wanted it. Like, there was, there was a situation where he could have given it to, like, people that he had as, like, correspondence, but they were all gone to their own shows. And it was like, well, all right, whatever. I'm not going to interview a bunch of people like that's your job <laughs> I'm I'm going to go retire and they just picked you know the, the most malleable fucking bland nothing know nothing about US politics guy that they could find that has like a nice smile
1: well he knows enough like, to be on the wrong, wrong side of policy issues yeah but it's, yeah. it's like it, you know when you're punching down in comedy you're never going to be funny and that's all yeah. that fucker does so yeah Are talking about that? Is, oh, what's that <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what are you about? Dennis Miller is like the funniest
1: comedian. Oh man, Dennis
0: <laughs> um, Leary. Um, uh, either, well, I, Dennis Miller, but Dennis Leary is what well. it's like. E- either one, it's like or fucking. Oh my god, Colin Quinn. Like right wing comedians are so unintentionally funny just because of how unfunny they are in their stand up. Yeah,
1: the, um, the one exception, and I don't know necessarily if he's right wing, but he seems very unideological in any direction as Bill Burr. And I know he's yeah. done some bits that people find a little problematic. But he's also done things that are like really deep and introspective. Like the, the one about the gorilla, right? Did you ever watch that one? The fucking group. He's no, watching this, this show with his wife in bed. And it's like the gorilla that understands that it's in captivity and understands what death is. And if he's just like, what the fuck are we doing with zoos? What, who the fuck are we <laughs> that we're doing that to animals? <laughs> if they, if they fucking know what we're doing to them. And that, you know, he goes on those. It's really funny, but he also go, like just goes in a lot of depth on a lot of these things. And I, I don't think a lot of real right wing comedians are capable of, of introspection. That's why they're right winners in the first place. And They're not capable of, like, of, of self deprecating humor. Yeah. You have to be able to do that and be a good comedian is look at yourself and see just how ridiculous you are on the inside. I
0: don't know if he's even right wing. He's more of like a react. he's kind of like a Rogan, I think, in terms of his politics where he's more reactionary than anything and he's yeah. not really of yeah, partisan. Can that. But we'd have major disagreements with him, but but beyond that, it's like he's not really one particular way or the other.
1: Well he he got in a lot of heat because he went on Covenant O'Brien after Trump was elected and he was like, Yeah, it sucks, but like how much is it gonna suck more than all the rest of them? And then people were like, How dare you? And now it's kind of like I do I fucking agree. Like, they, yeah. people don't like him because he's not as bad in the areas that they want them to be bad. Like, liberals with their Trump derangement syndrome that are like, what? Troops pulling troops out of Syria? I'm pro-war in Syria now. Like, it's just, what? People are <laughs> fucking insane. Like, ha- have yeah. some kind of moral consistency. Well, he's not doing it the right way. Right. Right. I, I, didn't mind, I didn't control. mind that right. Danny turned out to be the Mad Queen. I just didn't like the execution of it. <laughs> Spoilers,
0: um, but yeah, uh, so uh, what was that? Oh, yes, no. So John Stewart uh, came out of retirement, so he uh, um has been always really focused on getting uh healthcare, the healthcare needs of first responders from 9-11 met because you know. In the aftermath of 9-11, a lot of firefighters, a lot of EMTs, a lot of just volunteers, people that went down there to help, like, try to dig people out of the rubble and save people, uh, ended up getting fucking cancer because the building was built with horrible, uh, you know, uh, carcinogenic building materials, you know, asbestos, etc. And all these people, despite the fact that the government was telling them it was safe to go there, uh, it really wasn't. And all these people have gotten you know, mesothelioma and all these other, you know, forms of lung cancer from just being down at that site and inhaling all those.
1: Well, extremely- I mean, at least it wasn't radioactive when we sent our workers in there. The way they did in communist Russia at Chernobyl. Like all <laughs> yeah, those, right. All those, all those tweets of people that are like, uh, freedom loving America would never do that, even though it's, you know, up to 700,000 Americans died from the fallout of nuclear experiments in the southwest uh, part of mm-hmm. this country. And they didn't tell people about the fallout back then. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I'm sure they knew the fucking health risks involved with with the cleanup of the World Trade Center, and just kept it quiet. You yeah. know, well,
1: even if you knew the risks, those are the kind of—I mean, those guys would go anyway, right? Like the same yeah. way as those those—you know—I don't you, i don't know if you have you watched that HBO Chernobyl series?
0: I I, I really want to. I've not oh, so time to do
1: it. I will. So fucking good it's, 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 on it's some levels. Um, but yeah, there's these these coal miners that get called in knowing the risks and they do it anyway, but not, they're like, we're not going to do it. If you order us to, we'll do it because you're telling us that if we don't, the groundwater for 5 million people could be contaminated. And that's why they fucking go do it. Like they're, they're heroic in that sense. So, but yeah, then of course, of course, you know, they, they helped reunite the country and then they get these health problems from breathing and fucking particleized asbestos and are dying of cancer. And, you know, our, our, government can't I mean if there should ever be a unanimous vote it should be taking care of those guys health care bar none yeah.
0: yeah It it's such a fucking no-brainer I mean and and that's what you know all these politicians would trade on this whole idea of like never forget and all this shit and but you know it's just like they don't care about these people like and a lot of times it's the republicans but the democrats aren't helping the bill along either and it's like what the fuck are you people doing like this should be Completely funded no brainer so this is actually a clip audio clip of uh, john stewart 's comments and it, it, he talked for about nine minutes uh, in his address to Congress to a mostly empty congress um, but it 's really worth watching the whole thing because it 's really good, but here 's just kind of a highlights uh, of what he was saying to them
3: behind me a filled room of nine eleven first responders, and in front of me. A nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak to no one. It's shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country, and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves for those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. And I'm sorry if I sound angry and undiplomatic. But I'm angry. And you should be too. And they're all angry as well. And they have every justification to be that way. There is not a person here. There is not an empty chair on that stage that didn't tweet out, never forget the heroes of 9-11, never forget their bravery, never forget what they did, what they gave to this country. Well, here they are. And where are they? This should be flipped. This hearing should be flipped. These men and women should be up on that stage and Congress should be down here answering their questions. As to why this is so damn hard and takes so damn long. They did their jobs. Courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Yeah, so that was just kind of uh, broad strokes of what he was saying, but he it was, was a really, very,
1: yeah, just, he was. Oh, um, oh he's back! <laughs> Can't stop him. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very. Uh, Kevin Costner uh, at the, the the finale courtroom scene of JFK, just like very, you know, the. Yeah, the the delivery, the impact is very like very very deliberate. But you know, I mean, he's an actor, so he's going to have that. Um,
0: no, but I, he's he's also a very bad actor. for <laughs> have seen his movies? <laughs> right. So, I, but you could tell yeah. he's being I mean, he this is an issue he's cared about for for a long time. Um, so you know, it's something
1: that really- and and I don't know exactly what bills have been debated or what the details of them are. I, I don't know if there's just like financial compensation. So, but mainly, it's my understanding it's been about their their health. Right, just like the health care they need.
0: It's literally a fund that the government is supposed to put money in to pay for their healthcare. And there's been a ton of and what they do is they use this as a political football every year to say, well, you know, we'll we'll put the you will you know, you will pass this funding to fund the uh the you know, the first responders' health care, but you also have to pass this amendment, which I'm gonna tie into this bill. And what people who actually give a fuck about that issue have done is like, hey, here's a bill that permanently funds that that fund that that healthcare fund and th- it's not attached to anything else just we say like look this is automatically funded every year you know for the rest of time until we have universal health care um and well, yeah it's and not here to live
1: again. forever like, it's not well. they're, like they're immortal you know it'll be for hopefully many more decades for for most of yeah. them but it's, you know again but it, it comes back to this thing like if we had medicare for all like, Bernie Sanders wanted, this would not be a fucking issue. Like, they mm-hmm. shouldn't have to go back over and over and say, oh, we're now, you know, there's, no, there's, there's half as many of us left because half of us already fucking died of cancer and we still can't get you to do anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my own stepfather is going through chemo right now for leukemia. He's been going through chemo for six months and he's a, uh, he was a professor in university, has a really good healthcare plan. And even still, they didn't want to cover this stuff. They had to go to like some outside organization that raises the money on their own to pay for people's you know long term uh, chemo treatment, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And the idea that you know even if you have good privatized coverage through your job through a major university, uh, they'll still try to deny you coverage is exactly why we can't let private insurers exist anymore. Medicare for all is not going to be a single payer option. It has to be. It has to cover everybody and it has to cover everything because as long as private insurance is out there, healthcare providers who care more about money, privatized hospitals will try to only take private health insurance.
0: There's, I mean, there's so many reasons why, and we were we were having this conversation on Twitter today uh, where we were just trying to explain because there's, I think there's certainly well-meaning people who are like, well, look, I, I totally want Medicare for all you know, I also, I think it's an acceptable compromise to have Medicare buy-in, but the reason that Bernie is so obstinate on Medicare for all, and that he said in his Medicare for all bill bans private health care and private health insurance for essential services for anything other than, you know, cosmetic surgery or, you know, non-essential services. Um, the reason that the bill has to ban that is because it's a matter of, uh, funding. So like what you have with schools is that you know public schools uh are supposed to be funded by everybody and they're supposed to be you know well funded but when you allow charter schools and private schools to exist then funding gets diverted and then those schools get to pick and choose the good students and then they leave the burden of bringing up the grades and the the levels of every other student to the public schools who, who get the worst right. and, and, and not to say the worst, but, but what happens is the par- private school then turns around and says, look, public healthcare is broken. You got to come to this private school. You got to give more money to the private school because exactly. public healthcare doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. It's and like this has this been whole- going on
1: for a long time of education where schools that really want to, uh, you know, market them. even with public schools that really want to market themselves to wealthy folks will uh, like bust their special needs kids to a different school to kind of like boost up their numbers. Yep. So uh, it, yeah, it's, it's and the, the people like Hickenlooper that say, well, I don't support Medicare for all. Cause it's going to kick uh, 150 million Americans off their health insurance. People go, oh, I don't want to lose my health insurance. I don't like it. I don't want to lose it. Like, like literally it's like, Oh, I got kicked out of this cardboard box I was living in, and now I've got like a decent, you know, one bedroom apartment that it, it actually costs less money than the cardboard box. I don't want to kick back. people out of their cardboard.
0: I don't kick 150 million people out of their cardboard <laughs> boxes, though, comrade. I don't know. It is it's pretty radical.
1: I mean, um, yeah, the the disingenuous <laughs> there, the level of it is just is appalling. That they but know. So- like people don't know necessarily why we want to get rid of private health insurance and why the two can't go. And
0: it's really fucking those, complicated. Those you politicians know politicians know. They know
1: exactly and yeah. they're lying to those people.
0: Yeah. And 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 I don't so, fault people for not fully understanding this because it's a really complicated system, but um the fact that but the same principle that applies to education applies to healthcare. And that's why a lot of European countries actually ban charter schools and ban private schools altogether. Like a lot of the Scandinavian countries, it's legal to start a private school because they understand that when you pr- when you create a profit motive in a in a uh, a public good, a public utility, a public you know a public institution, you're going to inevitably weaken the pub the strength of that public institution. And something like healthcare, if you And this is why Liz Warren is fundamentally wrong and why she's fundamentally not anything like Bernie and all these people trying to paint this. Oh, they're basically the same thing is full of shit she's every time she's pressed she says oh yeah i support medicare for all but every time she's pressed she goes into well i support you know different options of getting there i support you know lowering the medicare age or raising you know the the, or, or, or coming up from the bottom of the medicare age or a public option but you know anything to get us to universal coverage but again the problem is like we said the funding where it's diverted and also what happens with a system where you have say you have medicare buy-in right you have medicare for all or medic whatever they end up calling it but also even if you had medicare for all but private insurance is allowed to exist what you would have is a situation where if people were not compelled to have medicare and to pay taxes towards medicare right uh they could buy into medicare but also they could buy into private insurance. What private insurance would do is create a $50 a month junk bullshit plan. And a lot of young, healthy people would go buy into that $50 a month junk bullshit, you know, uh plan and which really provides almost no coverage and has like a $10,000 deductible. And what would happen is all the healthy young people that, sh- that would be paying into Medicare wouldn't be paying into it because they're going for what they assume is the cheaper option and that doesn't allow when the only people fears
1: of it because it's just it's not going to get as much money as it needs to function it
0: won't get the funding it needs it won't function and 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 the whole and it also just completely doesn't adhere to the principle of healthcare as a right it still becomes a a a, you know a profit driven uh industry where you have all these metrics and they try to do all these tricks you people would be amazed to see the accounting tricks that the medical industry and the insurance oh, industry and the pharmaceutical I mean, industry does to grind out money. It's unbelievable.
1: There, there is nobody running for president besides Bernie Sanders that actually supports Medicare for all. So anyone that says they do and then turns around and says, "Oh, but we can still keep all the private." You know, no, no, fuck. They're all fucking liars. They don't support it. Yeah. They would. They. You know, these are the kind of people that. Look at um, you know libraries, and they go, "Why would you just let everyone read the books for free when you could have different tiered packages?" You know, why would you just have it be not monetized? You're, it's, you're wasting a huge opportunity here. Like they w- they want to look at the library as like an HBO subscription package where you get like different books at different levels that you pay. You know, and it's just they're all fucking petty capitalists. They're all fucking these entrepreneurial little shitheads that all they see is a dollar sign. And even if they have like a good intention about something, it's like, yeah, but you know, we could make money off this. So why would you do it for free? It's just, you know, fuck them. Fuck these fucking capitalists. Uh, you know, the only person running that is even remotely near where I am politically is Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and Mike Reval, but And Mike Reval, he's, of course. But he's, you know, <laughs> again, he, he's not running, you know, so really... Yeah. We, no. we know what he's running for. We know what what the value of having Mike Ravel uh in there. And I and I really hope yeah. it gets to be in the debates. Um I don't know if that's gonna happen or not, but Well
0: so go. he can't make the he the the team tweeted out an update he can't make the June debates because they've already cut they cut that off at twenty people. Um but he's on track to make the July debates, so people need to go and donate to him. Um, you know, go to his website. Do you see to, the buttons uh, he's coming out with? Yeah. Uh, there's so there's some pretty good, he he also bought the URL send Henry Kissinger to the Hague.com. so if he you would, go to, yeah, you he go to
1: on it, goes directly to, his, goes to his. blue yeah <laughs> oh it's fucking great those those kids are just like I don't know if they he like cloned himself and that's who those teenage kids are running as a campaign or they just were like the perfect kids to to find him and like he just went with it or or what but um, it, it is great yeah. campaign. Uh, knowing that it's still in his spirit and in his vision. And if you hear him talk, you know, like he would say those exact, those exact things. Um, But the fact that he just lets him run with it and he's like, you kids fucking tweet out whatever you want. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah. So uh, before we get out of here, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. So there was another, uh, biden story uh this week there were a couple biden stories because it just you know he's he's omnipresent (laughs) he's inescapable i try (laughs) to avoid talking about him every week but i can never do it because he always does some dumb shit uh so the two dumb things he did again at another fundraising dinner uh he he basically told a room full of rich you know republicans uh you know as soon as donald trump's gone like these people in this room they want to do the right thing they know what's going on right now it's not the right thing and as soon as trump's gone these you're going to see a big change it's like this guy was literally the vice president for fucking barack obama for eight years a a bland fucking centrist you know super capitalist uh moderate republican and they were obstinate and didn't do a single fucking thing he wanted to do and he somehow i I don't know if he thinks it because he's he's genuinely kind of a dumb guy joe biden or if he's just trying to sell it but to, even to say those words out loud is, is, is just so preposterous given the, the modern time we're in right now. Like, it, like, what do you think? Do you think he genuinely is dumb enough to think that or it, like, or
1: want to believe that? No, or is it's he just a totally fucking shit? game? He doesn't care. He doesn't have any agenda, you know, items that are, Controversial to Republicans, right? I mean, what what are they going to? What is he going to propose? No, he's got nothing. He he says he doesn't have time to have a a policy platform, right? So, you know, he just copies whatever Bernie says and then waters it down, pisses all over it. So, you know, but he's in a room full of rich assholes, and he wants to make it clear to them that he's not going to rock the boat in any way, and is willing to work with Republicans on everything that they want. Give them everything they want, and rich people are probably just you know, like they want to find the richest, most right wing Democrat they can, so they can still love out their Aaron Sorkin fantasy of being ethical and moral, but still supporting capital at all, you know, at every turn.
0: I'm just looking on his website as we were talking about this, and it is just so preposterous. His he doesn't have a platform page, he has a Joe's Vision page, <laughs> uh, and, and it's Joe's Vision for America. America is an idea, an idea that goes back to our founding principle that all men are created equal. And like down below, it's like his platform positions. These are his platform positions. We've got to rebuild the backbone of this country, the middle class. We've got to demonstrate respect. That, that, that's a good one
1: if you're suffering from osteoporosis, as I'm sure many of his followers are. <laughs> rebuild that backbone.
0: We've got to. We've got to make sure that democracy includes every, Like, none of these include policy proposals. What's it like? There's not a single policy proposal on his website.
1: There's, there's, yeah, there's like, it's, it's, it's just again, unbelievable. for the people. They're still fine with meaningless platitudes. And they're still out there and they're still reliable voters. You know, uh, they're not the people to go to rallies or if they do, they're there with their oxygen tank and they're nodding off after seven o'clock. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they know that shit works. It's just, you know, you, they're, those people in their sunset years, um, they they don't care about climate change. Even if it's real to them, it's like, well, I'll be dead in five years, so what do I care? What, what's going to happen in twenty fifty?
0: But but can I interest you in a uh, Joe Biden Pride tank top that has uh, aviator shades <laughs> on it, and all the Pride
1: colors? <laughs> Who the fuck's going to buy that?
0: Oh. oh my god! I mean, everything on his website right now. Yeah. You know. yeah. I mean he's just so shameless. Like it's like this dude, I, I don't know that he I'm sure I am sure if somebody dug it up he probably has a horrible record on the L- in the LGBT community, but it's like of all people to be like it's just like no
1: it, he's so shameless, man. I just no, he's can't. Not, he's not running this. to win. He's not running to win. It's just they they pulled this fucking ticket cuz they got to stop Bernie. He, he is an existential threat to them. Um, as we've said, is we're, you're talking about trillions of dollars over decades that Bernie Sanders could cost a lot of these major industries: weapons manufacturing, uh, you know, fossil fuel industry, uh, certainly the private health health insurance industry. Like he's, they, they're not afraid of Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden or Booty Judge or Loop Like all those people are on the same fucking team, and yep. it's it's centrist. Progressive capitalist bullshit, right? And, and I say that like there's if if we have to say about ninety nine percent Democrats, well they're not a real progressive. Then guess what? They are progressive, and it's just that that word still means fucking centrist capitalist. Okay. So stop All saying right, progressive yeah. anymore, please. Just you know, democratic socialist. It should be the furthest to the right that's acceptable. Then you got like you know socialist, then communist, anarchist, whatever. Like don't don't let those people pick the words because if Pelosi can say she's progressive Hillary Clinton can say she's fucking progressive like just let them have that word and say okay the bar is you you are either a democratic socialist or you fuck the fuck off
0: yeah well I mean that's a good point but on as a counter to that you can buy a a tote bag from Joe Biden's website that says totes for Joe on it so or a coffee Um, mug that says cup of Joe with his fucking dumb face with aviator shades on. Apparently, that's his branding for this campaign: is him and fucking aviators inside. Like that's his. He thinks that that's like branding that fucking resonates with the youths. Is like wearing fucking
1: aviators.
0: Yeah. Like it doesn't make him
1: look like more of a cop. Like it just, he looks just creepier. He looks like more of a fucking pedophile driving around an unmarked van. You know? Yeah. Like even even yeah. Trump doesn't come off as being that creepy as Joe Biden does, honestly. Like, yeah, I mean, Trump seems like a fucking idiot buffoon, but like, you don't see him walking up and like putting his hands all over little children, you know, Yeah, like like yeah. Biden does.
0: Oh, Christ. Well, <laughs> I think we covered everything uh, we're, we, we wanted to cover for this week. Um, busy week, so I'm glad we got to cover everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you want to support the show. Uh, obviously the easiest and quickest way to do that is to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple podcasts. That helps us out in the ratings. Um, you can follow us on soundcloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, make sure you share out the link to the podcast and all your social media feeds. That really helps us out as well.
1: Yes, it does. Um, and then tell us if you do, so we'll retweet you. Like yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. tweet out the podcast and say something nice about it or just, you know, even neutral. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll fucking, we'll, we'll boost you. We'll, we'll boost you. If, if you're like a
0: hate listener, right winger that like, to, <laughs> that. I'll, I'll be more likely to retweet you probably. Oh yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know if we're big enough to have hate listeners, but you know, I'm sure there's a couple out there who are like, oh man. whatever Jules back?
0: is on, we get a couple.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we wanted to have Jules on this week, but she had to do some babysitting at the last minute. I actually said like, it'd be hilarious if we could uh, like have Jules on while she's babysitting because she could be like mid <laughs> rant, be like, and fuck Joe Biden for You put that down. Put that down right now. No, no, I said put it down. Like, you know, yeah. that'd be fun to have on. But yeah. she, she declined. Well, so, so usually if she has something come up, she'll come on like the following week. So hopefully maybe next week we can have her back on.
0: Yeah, we'll have her on soon, no, no doubt. And, um, yeah, but no, whenever she's on, she she has, like, a bunch of right-wing stalkers because she had such a prominent account, so every time yeah. she's on, we always get a couple of, like, really just preposterous trolls in our mentions, so that's always enjoyable. Who, who stalks um,
1: an account after it's been suspended, though? Like, who's that <laughs> committed?
0: To, I don't know. MAGA yeah. people
1: are pretty fucking
0: unhinged. I mean, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, well. All right. Well, uh,
0: where was I? So yeah, uh, SoundCloud, um, Facebook. You could follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Yeah, I've been going strong with the memes lately. So yeah, hit that, check
1: those yeah. out. And That's not everything I, uh, not everything has to be serious. Like I posted the fucking, the, the RoboCop, like democratic socialism versus full communism. Like don't take it so yeah. seriously, guys. Like it's comedy. It's just a meme. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're advocating for you know, mowing people down with a machine gun in the sense of communism. Only certain people, only certain people. But yeah. Just enjoy it. Have a laugh. That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you could do that at patreon.com slash move left. Uh we have a lot of Patreon spores now and I really appreciate everyone uh that does that really helps us you know pay the hosting cost for the show. Uh, yeah, it's so not there, cheap there a lot of them
1: are just like a couple bucks a month like people that signed yeah. up just to you know give a tiny little bit but that adds up and we really that's appreciate super, that yeah it's super super helpful
0: so we appreciate everyone that does that and even if like it's a dollar a month that's like really helps us out more than people even realize um,
1: you uh, make the show happen America
0: uh if you want to pick up any merch from the show we you can do that at tinyurl.com slash move left merch um there's t-shirts mugs uh they don't say cup of joe on them uh but you know you can have something with our logo on it uh tote bags uh also don't say uh totes for joe on them but you know uh second tier but so uh and i I eventually (laughs) i'm gonna add some more more stuff to that uh that page because they have a lot of options for stuff to add. So I, we'll, I heard we we'll ran out add. of
1: cock rings though, so we're gonna have to get those back in stock soon.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to talk to the Teespring <laughs> people, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am on
1: Twitter at move underscore left, uh, and I'm on Twitter as always. It's mutt collector. That's with an er, not an or. We will see
0: you next week.